0: Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Carolyn Dorn-Ballard. Carolyn Bull, collegiately at West Texas A&M University. Carolyn was also inducted into the USBC Hall of Fame back in 2008. Carolyn has 20 PWBA titles, including three majors. Carolyn, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much. I'm uh, very happy to join you and Steve today.
0: Yeah, we're uh let's jump right into it. We're we're super
2: excited to have you and you know as a lot of the listeners know for uh many years now we've been talking to a lot of the coaches and a lot of the players and some of that stuff. Um now you have a as do I have a, kind of a passion and a love for collegiate bowling as well, but you have an interesting perspective uh from our point of view which is that you have recently Uh, been taking your daughter Alyssa around and looking into some different collegiate programs. And we are really excited to hear a little bit more and talk about that. So why don't you kind of start out by telling us a little bit about uh, your daughter, about Alyssa. We love her. What's her age? What's her interest and passion in bowling? She's got some great uh, hall of fame parents. I'm sure she's trying to live up to uh, career wise. And and what are her goals and dreams here for collegiate bowling?
1: Well, um, it's, it's it's an amazing experience to be very honest. It's a little nerve wracking and a little exciting, and I don't know. There's a whole whole lot of uh, emotions that go with it. But uh, my daughter Alyssa is 17, and she has been uh, looking at four different universities. Um, I would say her passion for bowling started. It was definitely young. You know, she she loved going bowling, but I would say um, actually thinking of Hey, I really want to get better and and make this a career path while I continue my education. Probably started about, I'd say, right as she was entering ninth grade, maybe that eighth eighth gradish ninth. So I'd say about the last four four years, uh, definitely through high school. And it was a it's a little bit of a funny story. Uh, you know, obviously we would take her to the bowl all all the time and. One day, she was taking a lesson from Paul Fleming, and I was down there, and I was chatting, and her dad was standing over there, and she turned around, and she just seriously looked at me. I mean, she couldn't have been more than, I mean, she might have just went into ninth grade, maybe, and she looked right at me, and she goes, Mom, she goes, Mr. Paul and Daddy are my coach. You really don't know that much about bowling. (laughs) And I went, (laughs) (laughs) "Ah, okay, (laughs) ah." okay so I said well um okay well you know what then I'll just wait in the back no big deal (laughs) and later on I was thinking about that and I went oh my god she just really has no idea and I'm like that's kind of cool (laughs) and in a way it's kind of (laughs) insulting but okay (laughs) but um I would say with starting right then and there though um she she she's more she's definitely more introverted than i am she's she's got a lot a lot more of her personality is dell and I think her comfort level comes from that where it's 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 paul and dell there's no there's no anybody else grabbing at her like she feels comfortable that it's a smaller environment and I think that's transcended uh through her looking at colleges she she made it um a point to Look at colleges that have have that um, like smaller town feel, aren't too big, um, and she wants to know people in the area or that go to the school. That's more of her comfort level. So um, you know it's it's been it's been very it's it's been a very unique experience. Like I said, but very stressful. And it's funny you mentioned having Kayla Bandy. And uh, Alyssa had a couple of older friends that graduated last year. One goes to Tulane, one goes to Prairie View. And she, she was going through the college experience with them as they were looking and what were they exploring. So one of the things we did actually when she entered high school, or I'm sorry, 12th grade, was we reached out to Kayla. And we sat down with her at Junior Gold and had a conversation mm. about um, what is the right way to look at this? You know, like we have our our own idea of what we should be doing based on what we've seen other kids do and other parents, but I don't know, can I hear it from a a, a collegiate coach's experience? And it was very eye-opening because, um, and I'm going to say this as, as a parent, you want the best for your kids, but you also have to take that step back and say, boy, I really want her to go here. Oh, God, this would be a great experience. But that might not be what they're looking for, and it may not fit them. And I have to admit, I really took a big look at that because there were places I want her to go, and they're, you know, because of how I feel. But I'm also not the one going to school. So, Mm. it, it really changed my perspective of Looking at universities through her eyes, and one of the keys, and I could stress this to every parent and every kid if there's one thing I took away f- from it, and it's so simple, pros and cons. That's it. Mm. After you leave, your tour visit or your you know your campus visit or the bowling team or whatever, just jot some notes. The parents do their own notes, and the kids do their own. What was a pro? What was a con? What did you like? What didn't you? What was cool? What wasn't? What, and then afterwards, you guys compare your notes together, but don't influence each other's answer.
2: Mm. I like that. Wow.
0: And then would you say, Carolyn, for you guys, this process began as a sophomore, as a junior? What What would your advice be to parents out there listening as far as when when it should be, or or should it even be as a, as a senior, or, or what advice do you have as far as that goes? And and do you have anything? Would you do you wish you would have you know looking back started earlier, later, et cetera?
1: Um, actually, now with all the rule changes, you know, because don't forget um, when she was entering her junior year, she still couldn't talk to NCAA schools because of all the rules that were in place. Now that all the rules have changed, um, I would say definitely going into the junior year, I would start to, especially if you're looking for to go because you're bowling or whatever your athletic is, you know, volleyball, basketball, it doesn't matter. Um, I would start your list of uh, schools that you follow or may like or have the campus size you like. We did a lot of Googling it, her junior year. I'd say probably starting in January, she started to make her list. And we really just got on the, you know, the Internet. We Googled the school. We looked at the stats like, um, you know, how big is the campus? We took the 360 tour because don't forget that was during COVID. Um, So we did Mm. that. We also looked to see what the student body was, what the graduation rate is. And and basically, um, she likes business. She likes business management and entrepreneurship. So we started to look for businesses that have different types of business programs. Um, So I would definitely say the, the junior year, start to make the list. And then as soon as she hit the summer of her senior year, we were already on the road. Like I think we did the first campus visit like in June, right after she got out of school, because I personally didn't want to fall behind because it's easy to fall behind it's easy to get caught up in, oh, my God, we got to go to Junior Gold, and oh, my God, then school's starting again, and oh, we have vacation. And so we really hit the road running with the college visits. One school was out in June, or May, I should say, and um, made sure we got those visits in to really start to get a campus feel of of the universities.
2: Now, you mentioned talking a little bit about you know looking for a little bit more of that small-town feel. So I guess like UCLA's out. That wasn't one of them. UCLA. I'm guessing you're like, well, Hey, we yeah. <laughs> can, yeah.
0: you, can you share a definitely little bit out. as far
2: as what, what schools were you looking at? And, and maybe uh, just talk a little bit about how you, um, you know, what, what's, where are we standing on some of those schools right now? What do we, what do we see and what do we like?
1: Well, like a university of Nebraska is way too big. Like she didn't even consider that. That was, now, of course, when Shannon Plohowski was coaching there, that was a different story. She actually mentioned it once, but I think that's because she loves Shannon. But the um, <laughs> four, I think she's narrowed it down to our um, Newman University in Wichita. Um, of course, uh, that's, that's Billy Murphy, who is a very good friend of ours, and um, he's known her since she was born. So <laughs> it's kind of a, he's like extended family but great little campus that has a big campus feel. And the funny thing about that mm-hmm. campus is when we were there, it, you know, you hear about how small it is, right? But then we were on campus and there were people everywhere. Like there was, and I'm thinking myself, are you, how, how small is this? Yeah, because there's people everywhere. But it was it was a unique university in the fact of, um, again, small, but you, you got the feel of, you know, walking across campus, getting from, from, uh, you know, uh, building to building, so that was awesome. Uh, Wichita State University, uh, which is another one. She loves Wichita in general. She loves the community. Um, Vanderbilt in Nashville and um McKendry are the four right now that she is um, she is is looking at. Mm-hmm.
2: Wonderful, all great bowling bowling schools and programs. I mean, really fantastic programs with super talented, uh, coaches that have just really mm-hmm. developed, you know, just done some amazing stuff with college bowling. So.
1: Right. And, and, you know, one of the other things I think that's very important. Um, and of course this is another mom, uh, mom comment, uh, is, you know, again, you know, you want the best for your kids and you want to set them on the right course. But I think it is important to have that talk, where you know, like we've said to her. Okay, do you want to be a better bowler? Do you want to be a part of a team? Is it okay if you maybe you don't bowl your first year that much, and you don't bowl till your second or third year? Are you okay with that? Are you looking to be a professional bowler? Are you because I think every um, every program offers you something different. I think the end goal is they want to get an education because that's the most important. You need to graduate and get an education because that's something you need for your future growth, no matter what you are, no matter whether you're a professional athlete or a good human being, you still need an education. But I do think it's important to realize what they may think their goals are now. Um, If they're not looking to go out on a tour, there's a lot of other startup universities that have bowling teams that are looking to recruit that you may not even notice because they're not in the top fifteen yet. But they have a great startup program for somebody who wants that part of their program. And then of course, you mentioned and Steve of course being a graduate, you've got Wichita State that's been a powerhouse for as long as I can remember. So, you know, again, it 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 depends on what You know, again, it goes back to that list of the pros and cons, while also the list of what are some of my goals and what do I look to do after I graduate? And that, I think, also puts a little bit of a perspective on where that choice might wind up also.
2: Now, now my ears perked up when you said Wichita State, of course. Now, how about you for West Texas? Was that ever something that you were, like, considering or hoping or was there a little bit of you that was like wanting that connection there?
1: I, I, yeah, I mean, we, we toured West Texas, uh, her junior year, as a matter of fact. And, uh, she really, she liked the campus. She did. It was, and again, it's, that's definitely my God. It's gotten so much bigger, uh, since I was there. Actually, it's a, um, it's pretty spread out and new buildings and it's, it's way bigger than when I went there. But, um, I, there, of course, there was a, a part of me that said, well, you know, let's take a look at it. But I think with her lifestyle, and what I mean by that is she's had so, much, so many more opportunities to travel the country and bowl in the Stormy mm-hmm. Championships all over the country that I think she has become comfortable with other areas, not just here at home in the state of Texas. Um, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but uh, I don't think the fear of, oh, my gosh, I don't want to go away was ever really there. Um, you know, me, I picked up from New Jersey and I, I flew to Texas and that was it, you know, boom. But I think these kids now have so many opportunities to meet coaches from all over the country at team trials and SYC and Collegiate Expo and all of these events that I don't think that fear of, I don't want to say there's not going to be that fear of being away from home because I think we all had, it. At, you know, when you first go away, it's like, oh my gosh, my mom and dad aren't there tomorrow morning, you know, that type thing. But mm-hmm. I, they just have, I, I don't think that fear of, gosh, I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to go somewhere else and go to school. I don't think it's as big as it was years ago because there's so many more opportunities. Not only that, they make friends with all these kids from all over the country that then go to some of these programs. So by the time they get there, they know people on the team, which I think is so cool. Mm-hmm. I really do.
0: Carolyn, you mentioned the Storm Youth Championships. That's one way for for high school bowlers to prepare collegiately. Let's talk about the yes. tournaments and how they're doing and, and just the, the overall, obviously, popularity of those. But what other things are being done what other things would you recommend be done on the bowling side of things for her to prepare to go into bowling collegiately, whether it is like you said at a, at a, at a Wichita or at a Newman or, or being the, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to start right away or wanting to, you know, maybe not, not starting her first year.
1: Right. Um, I think to prepare for collegiate bowling, it's funny, Steve and I just talked about this last night, but I wish they had more team events uh, for the kids. I think team bowling does a lot for an individual. Uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what caliber bowler you are. I think being part of a team teaches you uh, team chemistry, working with others, learning more about your game, watching other people bowl, um, communication. It, just, it gives you so many skills. And one thing I don't see is that we don't have enough team events uh, for the youth bowlers. But to prepare, I would bowl on as many um, sport condition events as possible. Uh, Obviously, we know that in college, they don't bowl on house shots. They bowl on on, on sport conditions. So the SYC or the, I know, the Billy Gaston tournament up on the East Coast. I know in Florida, they have some. Um, California, I mean, Mike had them out there all the time, you know, before COVID, obviously but I would try to bowl on as many sport condition events as possible. And one of the things I want to stress, especially to the parents, because again, you're going to watch your kids struggle a little bit and it's not fun. It's not fun as a parent to watch your kids struggle, but they are learning from that and it is only going to make them a better bowler in the long run. So they may not get it right off the bat and they may find the sport conditions difficult to manage in the beginning. But one of the best things that I have seen with these events like Collegiate Expo and SYCs, the seminars and the information that these kids now are given, that the parents now can listen to, is it's so valuable to them being ahead of the learning curve. I mean, she's way ahead of where I was going to college. I mean, mm. way ahead. I would say if I had to put a number on it, I would say she's three years ahead of where I was without a doubt, without a doubt mm. with knowing bowling balls, equipment, lane conditions, and definitely having a higher rev, uh, higher access rotation of her hand by far mm. three years ahead. So again, wow. I think with everything that's out there and available, Try to take advantage of that, and again, just put it in perspective. Oh, I didn't bowl very good. Oh, the sport conditions too hard. It is going to be hard. It is going to be hard, but the next time you see it, it's going to trigger something, and you're going to become better. You're going to learn from it. And I, I'm a huge, just I, I'm just huge on the fact of you just can never stop learning. You just have to keep putting yourself out there and learning about not only your game but about yourself and i think that will help you prepare for that next step
2: well you and you hit on the hit the nail on the head there with the communication and how important that is as far as the team aspect and the when you go back to the sycs you look at the collegiate tournaments and stuff like that you know you are limited at most of these tournaments to maybe five pieces of equipment and mm-hmm. so it's important to to learn and understand i know i know you're such a big advocate for for coaching and how fortunate, yeah. you know, for Alyssa to have a great coach like Paul Fleming there uh, as well, you know, to, to help in, you know, in addition to you guys to, to help her understand, you know, you can't always just switch to a new ball. You need to change hand positions, you need to change releases and angles. Right. And all these different adjustments that you can make beyond the equipment. I mean, we here at Storm, of course, we sell bowling balls and we want people to have, you know, full arsenals of equipment, but we also understand that you have to be able to use those you know, they're really just a tool, you know, you have to be able to use right. the bowling ball properly. And, and uh, if your physical game and your adjustments and you don't know how to get matched up to conditions, it's not always just grabbing a different bowling ball.
1: No. And, and we've, we talked about it the other day. I think now with the way the, this generation is so far ahead and the next generation behind them will probably be even further ahead. Um, having good coaching. I always say this, um, you can buy as many bowling balls as you want, which I think you should, because uh, I work for the <laughs> best, right? We work for the best company there right. is to make the bowling ball balls. But I, I also think you said something very important. You can buy all the bowling balls you want, but you have to learn what they do. You have to know when are they going to work the best for you? When should I use this? And I think you should invest as much money as you do in your equipment as you should in, in getting a coach. And even if it's a mental coach or the physical coach or whatever it be, um, just remember that that's such an important part of your learning experience of you becoming the bowler that you want to be, uh, the mental and physical side of it, two totally different aspects. And again, learning what you can and cannot do or what maybe what you need to work on to make that equipment work the best for you and for you to be m- the most productive you can be i cannot stress just having that great relationship with uh, with a coach or a pro shop operator
0: and you mentioned you guys finding a coach and paul fleming for your daughter was is that a decision you guys made at an earlier, you know, at an, at an early age as she decided she wanted to be serious that you're like, we're not going to be the ones that help her because we'd rather have someone else do it or, or you know, talk. Because how many times do you, you walk behind a youth league and you see the parents, whether they're six or 16, the parents trying to help? And it probably should right. be anyone but the parent that's helping them. It should be, a, a you know, a, a certified coach to help them and uh, and help them with their game.
1: Right. Well, it's it's funny, I, I have to admit, I don't think Paul had a choice, really. Um, <laughs> so, Paul, we, we've been friends with him for over 30 years because we, we bowled with them in college. And so they live right around the corner from us. So, you know, Paul was there like the second day she was born. I mean, <laughs> he's kind of like a second dad to her. So, again, I don't think he had much of a choice. Um, but the unique thing about it is, I think she made that choice. I, I feel that she gravitated towards, um, she gravitated more towards Paul and Dell on her own um, because of the comfort level and the um, just knowing that he's always been there for her. So it was kind of a unique situation, to be honest with you. So we're fortunate in, in that respect. Not everybody has that opportunity. But I am going to go on record and say, now, on the other hand, I was that parent. So I am going to say, as people know, Dell and I have two totally different personalities. Um, I'm much more of, a, of, of what you see is what you get. And Dell definitely more of an introvert. And until you get to know them. And I was that parent. You know, I would be back there going, Oh my God, she practiced and really two pin. She missed, she missed it. I'm like, Dell, what's, you know, is it her swing? Is it, you know, like I would be back there trying to decipher, like, why this was happening, you know? And this is all Dell used to keep saying to me. And this is such an important lesson that I had to learn. He'd say, Carolyn, she's 12. She's 12. Do you think she even knows what she did three frames ago? And I'm like, yeah, she does. yes yeah, she does. I know she knows. She knows that. You know. And Delga, she's 12. Like, she's here with her friend. She's over there talking to her friend. Like, Carolyn, come on. And I have to tell you, I took a big step back. And I said to myself, gosh, you know what? I forgot she's a kid. Like, because my mentality is all about just practicing, getting better, and working on your game. I had to step back and go, oh, my gosh, she's 12. I mean, for God's sake, you know, she's here having fun. Mm-hmm. And really, that's important because I don't want her not not to like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be the worst mm-hmm. thing that could happen. So I really had to t- take a step back and say, you know what? I need to be the scorekeeper. I'm going to download the app and I'm going to watch her bowl and I'm going to be the one back here. And it's hard sometimes, but... I think that was the best thing for me to do for her. I think that was the best thing for me to do for me. And I think Paul and Dell have do, done a phenomenal job. And it's, it's tough sometimes as a parent to take a look at yourself and go, you're not doing the right thing. It really is. And I really yeah. looked at myself and I said, I'm not doing the right thing. So I had to make the decision as to what was best for her. And that's, that's what it was.
2: And you've definitely made the right made the right uh adjustments, let's say, because she's taken it an, and she's improved so much in the last several years now, so much that she's looking at these top ranked schools and programs to go compete at. Mm-hmm. So uh so it sounds like you've done the right thing, Carolyn. So so well. Done, <laughs> Every uh.
1: now and then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well thanks thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Uh we appreciate your time and, and being here, Carolyn. This was an awesome conversation and uh we could go on and on and there's so much to talk about, but uh, we definitely do appreciate it and look forward to uh, finding out and hearing what Alyssa's decision is for what school that she would like to attend and pursue in college. And, uh, but if those are the four that she, uh, that she's down to and her interest is in, uh, um, she can't make a bad decision there. Those are four great programs. So. uh,
1: Right. And I'm, uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Marsha will get a text message.
2: (laughs) Yes, we will. Yes, we want that. We will be waiting and looking closely at our iPhones. (laughs) All right. Thank you
1: very much for having me on tonight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for joining us. And uh, we appreciate your time. Wish you and Dell the very best, as always, and uh, the very best to Alyssa. And uh, if we can do anything to nudge her towards the Shockers program, just know I will do that. (laughs) But and unabashedly.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. You got it. Take care.